Perek Zion, Mishnah Aleph. You're three people that are all eating together. They're obligated to make a birkas hazimun before they bench. Which is, one One of them says to the other two, Shall we bench? And they respond, etc. The famous hazimun that we do when we're eating together. And the Gemara explains that this is learned out of the Pasuk in Tehillim. That one says to the rabbim, to the many, God, let us make Hashem's name, let us make Hashem's name great. And the rabbim, right, the rabbim is the many, but a minimum of many is going to be at least two. So therefore in the two they respond. So that's how we see that a zimun is always comprised of at least three. One that says rabbosayin avreich and a minimum of two to make up a plural, to make up a rabbim that will respond. And of course you could have even more than two, but the minimum is two. Another pasuk we learn this out from is from Kishem Hashem Akra Havugodol Alokenu. That when the name of Hashem I call out, Havugodol Alokenu, let us make Hashem's name great. So one individual calls out, the other two respond. Now the mission is going to discuss a number of different scenarios of whether they would be obligated in Zimun or not. I'll touch upon a number of different principles. So here we go. Achal Demai. What happens if a person eats Demai? Can he be part of the Zimun or not? So what is Demai? So Demai is like this, and Amma Aris, the unlearned men, are choshed on mices. We're concerned that they don't give up mices properly. Shekin Rabbah may have many of these Amaratsim are mekilim halatum, they're lenient on themselves, and they wouldn't take up from their tivua and from their peros, from their grains and from their fruits, not Meiser Rishon, not Meiser Shani, and therefore the Chavim were koveyat, that the tivua and the peros from an Amma Aris are called Demai. There is suffix, there is a doubt whether they were Meiser properly or not. And that's why we have the word demai. Demai is da mai. Like, what is this? Is it mice properly? Is it not mice properly? That's how most Mepharshim will explain what demai is. There are other explanations as well, but we'll stick with this. Now, most Amaratsim do take off mice properly. The Chachamim were choshish, they were concerned for the minority. Since it's a minority, which is mutsli harbor, it's very common. And therefore, they were talking that one who purchases tavu and peros from an ama aretz, they're considered demai, and he's obligated to take off, from, from, out of doubt, out of suffolk, the truest miser and the miser shani. So, a mission comes to us like this that in the safe and latter part of the mission, we're going to learn there are, for example, a person who eats something which is forbidden to, to be eaten, ba'achila. Or a person who eats less than the shear of a kazayas. Or a person who's not a Yisraeli, is not a Jew. So any of these scenarios, you cannot add them to the zimun to make a zimun of three men to bench. However, now here in the Reisha, we're discussing scenarios where men, they're like in a quasi-state of an Isser, nevertheless they could be included in the zimun. So, for example, a person who ate the mai, and he didn't take off the maizus like he should have, it's still permitted to add him to the zimun, because since most amaratim take off the maizus properly, like we explained earlier, the chachamim were not stringent out of a doubt to exclude him from the zimun. And we find similarly, that from the, for the same reason the chachamim were lenient, that if you have an ani who has the mai, will allow ma'achilim asanim the mai, will allow the ani to eat the, the mai as is without having to take maizus off out of doubt. That's one case. Another case. Umaiser Rishon Shinitla Trumaso. Maiser Rishon whose Truma was taken. What does this mean? So the order of Afrash's Truma and Maiser's taking of Truma and Maiser from Tavua, from grains, from pears, from fruit is like this. First, you set aside Truma Gadola. Truma Gadola is one fiftieth that you take off from your grains and you give it to the Kohen. You're only obligated in Truma Gadola after you take your pile of 
produce and you flatten out the pile, that's when the obligation of truma gadola comes into play. Now, after you took off the truma, then mafrishim minhanisha, you, you take off from what's left over, maiser rishon. Maiser rishon is a tith that goes to the levi. And then after maiser rishon, mafrishim maiser sheni, you take off maiser sheni, which is a tith that you take off, that you bring to Yushalayim to eat in Yushalayim. Or if you can't bring the actual peros, you can redeem it onto money and bring the money to Yushalayim and spend it over there. And then the peros you can just eat wherever you want. Vahalevi, now the levi, Afu Mafish, he, he had received your Meister Rishon, he too takes off Afu Mafish Mina Meister, he takes off the Meister that he received, and he gives a tenth of that to the coin, which is called the Trumas Meister, or some call it Meister Mina Meister, because he's giving a tith of the tith that he received from the regular Yisrael. Mishnah is coming to teach us like this. That if a person went ahead and ate, Shemachal Adam, a person ate Meiser Rishon, he ate the Meiser Rishon, Shemitla Trumaso, that Trumas Meiser was taken off of it, even though the Trumagadola was not yet taken off, for example, that the Levi is mocked him, he goes ahead and he takes off his share of the Meiser when the grains are still in their stalks, in the stalk stage. Before the coin takes off the trumagadola. So nevertheless, are you mitstarif le zimon? A person that ate this, these, these foods can be mitstarif to the zimon. Because since the levy received his meister in this stage of the stalks, kaidem before was obligated in the trumagadola. Are you put, he's exempt now from taking off trumagadola. And one who eats these grains is still going to be able to join the zimon. Umaister sheni vehekta sheniftu. Another case. Meister Shani and Hektish that was redeemed. So we mentioned earlier that Meister Shani, the Allah is you bring it up to Yushalayim and you eat in Yushalayim. Now if it's hard for a person to bring the fruit and the, the grains up into Yushalayim, what you do is that you can redeem it onto money and then you bring the money to Yushalayim and spend it over there on food and drink. Now after you redeem, after you redeem the Kedusha off the fruit of the Meister Shani, it's permitted to eat the fruit wherever you want, but the money is what you spend in Yushalayim and eat the uh, foods that you buy in Yushalayim over there in Yushalayim. So to buy Hektish, something that was sanctified to the base of Mikdash, and now you want to redeem it onto Kasef. So that item becomes holy, becomes non-sacred, and now the money that you redeem it onto becomes holy. Now the halacha is that when you redeem Maeser Shani, or when you redeem something which is holy, something which is Hektish, you have to add a Chomish, a fifth, to, that, to the cash that you're redeeming it on. Okay, and the mission has come to teach us now that if a person ate fruit, Shem Achal Peros Maishashini, ate fruit of Maishashini, a hectic Shiniftu, or he ate uh, a food that was hectic that was redeemed, even though it was already redeemed. So you'd say, hey, they're not sacred anymore. Like, what's the big deal? The Lotusaf is the Chomesh, but when he redeemed it, he didn't add the Chomesh that he should have been adding. So again, this person is taking holy foods like Maishashini or Hektish. He's removing the Kedusha and putting it onto cash. And then he's going to bring the cash up to Shalim and spend it over there. But then he goes back home and he's got these parrots sitting in his house. They're non-sacred anymore. So he eats them. But he realizes that when he redeemed the Kedusha off the fruit onto the cash, he didn't add a fifth like he should have. And now he eats these fruits. Nevertheless, he's still able to join the Zeman. That's the point of the Mishnah. Another case, the shamish, the, the waiter who's serving you by the meal, even though he's not like set with you guys, he's not, he's not part of the boys eating the meal with you, nevertheless, if he eats food of the shir of a then he could join the zimun. 
Vehakusi, Akusi. Kusi is Minagayim, he's from the, from the Gayim that the king of Melech Ashur, he brought from Kuta, and Musharas from other lands, and he brought them, he brought them into Shamron, and they became converts over there. It was a whole story because there were these lions that were attacking them, and they were afraid, and therefore they became converts. But they weren't really true converts. I mean, they feared God, but they were still worshipping their Avodah Zarah. So these folks as well, if they eat food, they could be Mizamin and Alem, you could include them in the Zimun, and it would be okay. So till now we discussed scenarios where you could you could include these people in your Zimun. Now it's going to be the flip side. Aval al Tevel, one who eats Tevuah, that the, the, was not Mafish, the Trumas, and Meiser. It's in a state of Tevel, you cannot eat it, it's forbidden. Or that the truma was not taken off, meaning there's no need to talk about a case where the meiser rishon that the trumas meiser was not taken off of it, meaning the meiser rishon was given to the, was given to the levi. The levi didn't take off the trumas meiser to give to the kohen. In that scenario, it's tevel gomer, it's tevel, and of course you can't eat it. Right, the mission is coming to teach you that according to that, that like this, that even the Truma Gadola was not taken off. For example, the lady went ahead, he was after one flanned out his pile of grains. When you have a pile of grains, you're not obligated in Truma yet. Once you flan it out, then it's obligated in Truma. So it became flattened out, and then the lady came, but he took his share. Before you had a chance to take off the Truma Gadola, give it to the Kohen, which was supposed to be done first. For Rebbe Kagons, in this example, Chayev Alev, the Levi would be Chayev to be mafish from his own Maisris, not just the Truma Smaiser, but the Truma Gadola as well. As long as he doesn't take off the Truma Gadola, it's forbidden to eat these foods. So if one eats these foods, or Maisris Shani Vahektish Shalai Niftu, Afilim Niftu, Elish Niftu, meaning you have Maisris Shani Vahektish that were not redeemed. Or, I feel that they were redeemed, but they weren't redeemed properly. For example, Maestro Shani, that he redeems on a Asimon. Asimon is a coin that has no image. There's a whole halacha that you cannot redeem uh, holy foods onto coins with no image. So if you redeemed it like that, you didn't redeem it appropriately. Or Hektish. Shechilu, that you, that you took off the Kedush and you put it onto Karka, onto, onto earth. You can't, you can't do that. You can put it onto coins. You can't put the Kedush just onto the ground. So in these scenarios, ain't pigeon on pigeon the Pidyon, the redemption is not a good redemption. Or or the shamash, the waiter, really anybody that ate less than a kazayas. Or a guy. Not just a regular guy. Even a convert, he had his bris milah, but he didn't go in the mikveh yet. So as long as he didn't go to the mikveh, he's still considered a real guy. All these scenarios, they cannot be included in the zimun when you're making a zimun. Alright, that's Mishnah Aleph. A long Mishnah, a number of principles, but there you have it. Mishnah Beis is much shorter. We'll just go through Mishnah Beis and call it a day. Nashim ve'avadim uketanim. Women, servants, and children uh, under the age of 13, even though they're obligated in Birkas to bench, they they are not combined to create a zimun. And the Mishnah does point out that women can make a zimun amongst themselves. And Avadim servants can make a zimun amongst themselves. They shouldn't use Hashem's name, but they could make their own zimuns to themselves. But they can't, they, they're not, they're not, they don't join though when you're making a standard zimun because they wouldn't be mitzdarev.
And an Evid here, we're talking about an Evid Kanani. And Katanim is a cut on anyone that's under the age of 13 years old. Okay, fine. Then the Mishra says, How much do you have to eat to be chayv in a zimun? You have to eat at least the shear of a kazayas, the shear of half an egg, which is an olive size, to be obligated in a brick house bench, to be obligated to bench, and to be obligated to make a zimun. Rebuda says that no, that the Pasuk says, you eat and you'll be satiated. So therefore we learn out from here that achila has to be enough to make you satiated, which is a minimum amount of a kabeitza the size of an egg. But the Tanakhama says that no, achalta means achila to eat. Savata means to drink. But the, it doesn't mean that it has to be the size of an egg when you're eating. It could be even the size of a kazayas. That's enough to make you obligated to bench and to be obligated in making a zimun. And the lacha is going to follow like the ta- Tanakhama.